Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Tracy, and I co-lead McCain House Church. Welcome to the third day of Lent, um, where we'll be going through the book of Matthew uh, alongside other churches in Hong Kong uh, who are coming together and praying um, and to, uh, studying the word together during this time using the One Hearing the Word app. So uh, let's open in prayer. Um, Lord God, thank you that you are not distant, nor are you unconcerned, uncaring about our difficulties and brokenness. You've come into this world in Jesus, and thank you that we can be comforted by Jesus, the one who has experienced everything that we have, yet did not sin, the one who became sin for us so that we may receive his righteousness. Help us to live for Jesus today. In his name we pray, amen. Uh, let me read from today's scripture, which is Matthew uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the desert of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way of, for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when, uh, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing— he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think that you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is ready already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire, his winnowing fork in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as, John, uh, as, soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, uh, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and light lighting on him. A voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Amen. So the first part of this scripture refers to how John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. You know, he fulfilled the uh, prophecy in Isaiah uh, chapter 40 verse 3. This passage in prophecy uh, made me think about why God had 
John prepare the way for Jesus? You know, why, why did God have to ask John, um, why did God have John ask people to repent ahead of Jesus's um, arrival? And um, the, the answer is in Luke um, 1.17, where it says, um, and he, referring to John, will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make a, ready a people prepared for the Lord. Um, uh, this verse in Luke, and um, I suppose it's also referring to um, a prophecy in Malachi, um, uh, this verse made me realize that God is a loving and merciful God. He wanted to give people the opportunity for their hearts to be prepared to accept Jesus before his, he came. You know, he, want, he didn't want people to miss out on this opportunity to be reconciled with him. And so you know, um, John was sent to do this work. Much of um, Matthew chapter 3 is, cons- uh, cons- uh, the early part of Matthew chapter 3 is concerned with repentance. And John is asking for the religious leaders to repent. Um, and he baptizes those who are willing to confess their sins. And why is he so concerned with, with repentance? Why is God so concerned with repentance? Now, um, this you know, this this um, prophecy in Luke and Malachi got me thinking about my relationship with my children. Um, so my older son, Luke, Lucas, he's seven. You know, he takes after me in the sense that he's a fighter. He loves to argue. He gives me attitude all the time. You know, nothing is as humbling as when your children reflect your own flaws. And... Um, and anyway, as you can imagine, when Lucas is disobedient uh, um, or disrespectful, uh, oh wait, sorry, no, I forgot one one very important thing. You know, when he is disobedient, his first instinct is to hold his ground and argue with me. You know? And man, these arguments between us can be can get really heated and loud. You know, um, but you know, thank God. Thank God that Lucas has this miraculously wonderful quality of being pretty quick to repent. You know, I don't know where he gets it from. It's not me. <laughs> but anyway, when, when Lucas apologizes on his own accord after being disobedient or disrespectful, you know, I am so delighted, so proud of him. I'm so ready to forgive him. And what I've come to realize is this, you know, he is quick to repent um, because he cannot stand um, to have an obstacle to my, our intimacy, you know, my relationship with him. He, he can't stand that, that there's, a, there's, there's thorns sticking out, you know. Um, he doesn't want either of us to hold on to anger or unforgiveness or a grudge because of our arguments, um, he doesn't want broken this brokenness in our relationship to linger on, um, to fester, and, and it really it 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 really bothers him. I can tell, and that's how I know he's really sincere in his apologies. And um, and I'm in awe of my son for this. You know, to be sh- uh, I have to say to be shown 
uh, how to be more loving by your child. Again, I cannot stress how humbling parenting is. Um, Lucas really values our relationship uh, and our intimacy. You know, enough to do what it to do what it takes to overcome obstacles that come between us. You know, this is what repentance is: doing what it takes to reconcile. You know, removing hindrances to our intimacy with with God. That's what it is: reconciliation. And when I think about the joy that I feel when my son apologizes to me um, and the the readiness, my readiness to forgive him, I can only imagine that's what Father God must feel when we repent. You know, so this morning, I'd like to ask you to meditate over uh, a couple things, you know. Number one, what hindrances are there in your relationship with God? Do these hindrances bother you? Do you value your intimacy with God enough to, in, to address these hindrances? And secondly, in what ways can you be like John the Baptist to help prepare the way for Jesus in other people's hearts? What fruit can you produce or are you producing through living a life of repentance? You know, fruit that leads others to Jesus. So now let me close by reading the intercessory prayer uh, from uh, for today on the One Hearing the Word app. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of family and friends. We choose today to pray for every one of them. For those who you know, we pray for an increase in their faith. Jesus the Messiah, help us be an encouragement to them in their Christian walk. Help us to be uh, a better support, to see and serve them as you would have. May we be the sort of family member or friend who lifts them up, and please remind us to pray for them often. Jesus, friend of sinners, um, help us by your love to draw to you those who don't know you yet. Help us to choose words to suit the circumstance and serve them rather than just preach at them. We also pray for those who are without close family and friends or those whose relationships have become estranged. Help us to be on the lookout for those you want us to come alongside. We also pray for our churches, that they would increasingly become more like family rather than just a place where we simply attend service. Um, In Jesus' name, amen.
And uh, why don't we uh, make our way over and uh, let's make a circle. We had a circle last yesterday. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, so let's uh, just recreate and uh, we'll spend some time praying together and.